And welcome back to the seventh pod of Jakemas. A little intro music thanks to last week's guest, Derek Brainy, who picked the song, uh, The Cocteau Twins, Frosty the Snowman. Not my favorite, uh, I'll say that, but uh, like the Christmas spirit that everyone's bringing in new songs. So just finished recording with Sarah Swen, uh, went over a lot of Bachelor stuff, but changing it up a little bit with another Bachelor fan, Marissa Brainy. Marissa, what's going on? Hey, Jake. Thanks so much for having me on. Yes, I am. Uh, I sometimes hate to admit a Bachelor, Bachelorette super fan, uh, you could say. And, and I love that uh, you and I and some of the other cousins in our family sometimes have the little uh, text chain going on. Uh, yeah, it's, it makes Mondays like a lot of fun. Like you, you, like you go to work on Monday and you just you're able to like amp yourself up knowing that like there's going to be a bunch of like crying women tonight over something that they probably don't want in the end anyway such a guilty pleasure yeah guilty pleasure reality tv yeah so i mean i don't watch a lot of reality tv but that is like that is my go-to there yeah Yeah, me too me Mm -hmm. too that's my one and only bachelor nation there we go so listen so lots of fun i was really excited to have you on you this is your first time on the pod uh i'm like 40 episodes in and it took me long enough to get you on but you got a busy schedule uh for those for those who don't know which is like none of you because everyone's the biggest nj12 fan uh Marissa Muzika, also known on on I guess your uh, your like TV name, Marissa Brainy, you kept right for so uh, yes, so is an anchor at NJ12. Want to talk about uh, how's work going? How's are you loving it? I am. I love working at News Twelve New Jersey. I um you know it's my hometown station. Uh, all our New Jersey listeners uh, know, and uh, you know it's. It's been quite a road to get here. I've been at the station. It'll be actually five years this summer, so it's crazy to think about. Um, but before that, I've kind of been all over the place. Um, my career took me uh, a little bit of uh, both worlds. I started up in upstate New York. My first job was in up there. So yeah, you're snowing. Binghamton. It, it doesn't feel too long ago. Uh, it was long ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, I've been in the business now gosh, it's going on 14 years. So, um, I started there right out of college, very, you know, new to the TV world, of course. Um, and started doing like all my own shooting and editing and, you know, writing and everything, putting it all together, um, reporting up there. And, um, yeah, and I worked at Starbucks as well to pay my rent. So. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, it's it's it. it's yeah. awesome. I mean, one of the one of the big things I've been focusing on the last you know two weeks of doing the December pods is like finding people that have like done a lot with what they were like like really passionate about. And you know, yeah. we see at the holidays, you know, your your mom or dad put on like the old home videos of you reporting <laughs> as like a five year old. I think that's like something to like you know take into account that is like you were always meant to do something like this you know it's funny I, I was wondering if you were going to bring that up because of just at Thanksgiving mm-hmm. uh, Jake and I we were you know with our whole extended family we, you and I were watching that and it is sort of weird to watch back because I don't I mean I knew that I wanted to be it, a reporter at a very young a TV reporter at a very young age right. I always was sort of like fascinated by 
narrating events. Like I, I wanted to sort of, I, 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 and still to this day, I think one of my favorite things about the job is being what I always say is a witness to history and like Ooh. a firsthand witness to history. And, you know, you're seeing these major events, whether it be something in your local community or on a national scale that you're able to like be there for and report on, you know, they're not always positive. Some of them are, are, you know, tragedies and, you know, sort of these monumental milestones that we then look back on nine 11 and, and the like mm-hmm. things like that. But at the same time, um, you know, you do get to also be there for really um, uplifting and amazing, uh, you know, events and, and uh, occurrences that um, are really unbelievable to see up close and personal. I was just, I just covered the Pope's visit, you know, yeah. to the um, to the U.S. That was, you know, something mm-hmm. that I, I viewed as a once in a lifetime. It was a couple, you know, two year almost two years ago now. But, um, you know, so things like that. But, yeah, looking back on those home videos, um, you know, the magic show that I was narrating when I was, like, oh, eight yeah. was not quite, as, uh, not quite to the same level as some of the things I've done since. But, um, but Your yeah. producers were sleeping on the job that day. Let's just say that. <laughs> it was early on, I guess, in sort of my personality and, and you know, my DNA, I guess. Yeah, no, you could definitely tell. I mean, like, you know, we'll have to share some of these... Uh, We'll have to get your dad to like you know post one of these videos or so that not. everyone can or, see. Or we don't have. To. Or, or no, or <laughs> just lock it up in the vault for I no one to ever see. I have a feeling they'll come out eventually at some point. Sooner or uh, later, sooner or later, yeah. they're gonna come out. Everything does come out. No, it's and, you know it's so funny because like you bring up Binghamton and it doesn't feel that long ago to me. I, I mean, and then you kind of switched it up big time by going down to Florida. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> the way that the news industry kind of works. Um, you know, there are various television markets around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, here in New Jersey, we're not really so aware of that because we live in the New York market. And right. that's the number one market in the country. So the New York stations and all of the cable stations, News 12 and the like, you know, these are all really some of the top stations in the country, which is amazing um, because we live in the tri-state area. But, um you know, other smaller cities and things are all sort of ranked by market size, depending on how many viewers um, that that station reaches in that market. So you start off in a real small area like Binghamton, and then um, I ended up moving down to Fort Myers, Florida for my second job. And yeah, so I went from I moved in December, too, so I went from, like, yeah. dead of the winter, uh-huh. terrible snow of upstate New York, to, you know, lights on palm trees, getting ready for Christmas, and it was quite a, you know, different way to live, for sure, but the Florida lifestyle is absolutely awesome. Yeah, and I bet. <laughs> I met my husband there, so it was a great stop, and, um, yeah, I was down there for close to four years, and then um, I, my husband and I both got, my husband's from New Jersey as well. So, right, which always helps. Yeah, mm-hmm. we met down there, ironically, you know, um, in Florida, but we both wanted to get back up to this area. We both ended up getting jobs at the NBC station in Philly. Um, so we moved to Philly, and we lived there for three years, and working there was amazing, and we loved the city, and still do. It's a very fun place, um, you know, to us. And uh, then um, we moved to Hoboken, and my husband started working in the city, and that's when I started working at News Twelve. So crazy how things tend, yeah, crazy how things tend to work out like that, you know. 
Uh, it's nuts. And you need to go up to New York, go down to Florida, only to meet a guy from Jersey and go home and happily ever after. That's something. Uh, you know, it's it's crazy that, like, you know, um, you, you pick this up. You went to Loyola. I went to Catholic. So we're both in that, like, you know, D.C., Baltimore area from where we're from. I didn't ex go into this all that much when I was in college. I had a radio show as a freshman, and that was it. And I, I, I then ended up going into more, like, blogging and sports stuff rather than, like, on air. But now I'm getting into it, so I could definitely use some pointers going forward from you. <laughs> I'll do my best. I think you're doing an awesome job. I don't really, uh, really have any major critiques at the moment. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's like anything else, um, you know, I think, and Derek touched on this a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, um, my brother was on, you know, last week, um, sometimes, you know, there are certain people who are just sort of cut out to do certain things, and I think for you, Jake, like this, you know, and I was there, I was there too in the inception of the, the Jake podcast. Very much so were there, happened. yeah, absolutely. And you know, for I think for everyone in the room, for all of us who know you, it was like, well, yeah, obviously, this is a no-brainer for you, because you love to talk, you're so entertaining, you're funny, you tell the best stories, and you just have such an ease with people, and I think that that is um, a huge part of it, you know, being easy to listen to and easy to talk to um, is, you know, the foundation that you really need, and the rest of the, the rest, everything else you know, comes just with practice, at least in my industry. And I, you know, I always tell like young interns and people coming up, you know, just practice talking. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes you, you just speaking off, off the cuff and, and, and speaking on your feet is a skill that sometimes is uh, more of a learned skill and, mm -hmm. and comes smoother as you go. So I always would tell interns that one of the things that I did when I was first starting out as a reporter, we didn't we didn't have a live truck at my first station, so I never went live for the first. Oh well, wow! Yeah, I went, I went live maybe a handful. We had like a few places in the city that we could like tether into and go live. Mm -hmm. So I went live maybe a handful, maybe, maybe a total of ten times in my first two years doing this and then I went to a station where I was live every single day so moving down to Florida and taking that leap I was so nervous about mm -hmm. doing my live shots and messing up and not being able to speak coherently you know breaking news and things like that so I would just you know be in my car like on the way to work and just sort of like see something on the side of the road and just start talking about it and explain it and you know what I mean as if I were doing a live shot so yeah yeah Maybe you can try that. Just pretend like, okay, I'm doing a radio show about this topic, and then just sort of speak about it. And the more you do that, you cut out the ums, you, you shorten things, you work on your brevity, you work on your transitions, and things like that. And that's always my one tip that I give uh, new reporters who are specifically looking for, like, presentation type mm -hmm. Right, yeah. Things. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, thank you for saying that, and, and and all the nice words. I mean, I have to like reassure my listeners that I'm not just fishing for compliments on here because <laughs> that tends to happen a lot. It seems like man, Jake just family, Jake. You know? That's true. I know. I know. I know. But a lot of times people come on here and say some nice things, and I'm like, guys, I promise, I'm not just bringing on people who are just going to talk nice about me. But uh, but thank you for that. And I, you know what, I am glad you brought up what Derek was talking about because, you know. This is something that I, I, I've always been interested in, and I really wanted to just 
like, you know, you guys last year were like, don't think about it so much. Just do it. Just try it and just put it out there. And I was worried so much for the first like month and a half that I was like, you know, I really, I'm nervous. I don't want to mess up. I don't want to. And it's like, no, it's just a repetition thing. It's getting it out there. I'm now 40. I'm I'm close to 40 pods in at this point. I can't believe that. I know. I know. I I have, I've missed one week. That was it. But I did two the following week. Um, and I've been doing that. Yeah, to make up for it. Yeah, I did a I did a double and then and since December, you know, this is my seventh one and it's December fourteenth. So yeah. I, I wanted to kick up the frequency this month and just kinda like get out there and see what I can do and uh you know, I'm working on I the um monster. I'm kind of trying to like tackle that right now. I I, I hard. Yeah, it is I'm difficult. Yeah. I, you know what? I it, I'm I struggle with it all the time. I try to just close my mouth when I'm not speaking and then be ready to like burst out with actual words instead of um so but it's a work in progress and I really appreciate all the nice words um that's great so so going on we're talking a little bit about Thanksgiving and uh I got to meet Ashton for the first time the kid is awesome I mean he's already like tackling pumpkin patches and stuff what's uh what's two months in with the with the with the big guy yeah, it's going well, and we welcomed our second son in October, and yeah, I, you know, like, it, it was funny because um, immediately after you give birth, you're, you know, you, you're laying low, and you're, you know, at home, and you of come course. home, and it's a snuggly bundle who's not sleeping, and, you know, you're up a lot, but, you know, five days in, we were kind of like, all right, let's, like, wanted to get out of the house a little bit we wanted to get kennedy our older son out of the house he, mm-hmm. he was 20 months when when ashton was born so he's, he's almost two and you know he's a ball of energy so we were like let's just get out and do something it was a beautiful day we haven't gotten the pumpkin like let's just go over to like you know the local it, it was not like a one of the farms where you go on the hay ride or anything like that it was just our local nursery but they have a cute little pumpkin patch at the back and in hindsight, it was a little ambitious for five days in with two under two. That, that was Shocker, a right? Quote because um, when we got there, um, you know, we got a couple cute pictures right off the bat and really sweet. And we got our, you know, pumpkin patch picture with our October baby. So it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, all hell broke loose and the baby started getting very hangry, hungry, angry at the same time. And... <laughs> We ended up leaving without a pumpkin, so that tells you how that went. <laughs> it's unbelievable because you shared that on Instagram, and I I shared it with a couple of my friends, and one of them, um, uh, my friend's wife, like looked at me like, "Oh my gosh, she's the bravest person I've ever met to be doing this." <laughs> I was like, "I wonder how it's gonna go," and you yeah. re- reported back, uh, "Not great results." <laughs> yeah, when you when you hear the full story, and, and it was funny because I was getting some, like some viewers and, and some friends and things were commenting like. Go, mama! Like that's awesome. Whatever. Like or like, I can't believe you out of the house. Whatever. And I'm like, well, yeah, we left without a pumpkin. So like, don't get don't get too excited. It was not that successful, but we got out of the house. It was a nice little outing for about 20 minutes, and then you know. That was it. That was yeah. Yeah. Draw back the curtains of the uh, camera phone, and it's not everything that it appears to be. Exactly. But, but you know what? I appreciate the effort, and especially since you know the October baby in the pumpkin patch—that's great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Very and cute. Since then, things have been wonderful. You awesome. Know, you know, typical newborn. We're working out 
sleep issues and digestion issues and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. he's turned a little bit of a corner, and um, he's such a snuggly little guy. He's very sweet. He really loves his mama. He's a little bit of a mama's boy, and I'm fine with that. He can stay that way. As a I was gonna say, I'm like, I don't think you'll have you'll have any problems with that. Uh, exactly. I'm I'm excited for it. You know why? Because I, I'm I'm really pumped. He, uh, you know, I know he's right now just like an infant, but. Right now, Kennedy and Jake, man, we are becoming like best friends. For those who saw the pictures from Thanksgiving, Kennedy and I were watching, like, all it took was a quick YouTube video, and the kid and I became best friends. Of course! Of course, and then of Sing, which I've watched twice now. Oh, you have? Oh, good. Love it. Mm-hmm. Sing is great, yeah. He loves Sing. Um, he loves anything that goes. So if you put like a car in front of him, you throw a ball at him, you bring him a train. I mean, and your dad has done all of these as well. Oh, yeah. He loves, he loves Uncle Mark. Um, but yeah, so he's, you know, he's sort of all boy, as they say. He really loves all things that go and move and, um, yeah. But yeah, he loves Jaker. He's, he's... That Cars video, that was it. Yeah, it, it, it was it was that. It was like a really bonding moment. I was so excited, especially Aww. since uh, especially since I was getting a little jealous of my dad there for a little bit because he always shows up with <laughs> gifts, and I get that. But like, he learned Uncle Mock like really fast, and I was like, I was like not okay with that, and uh, so I, I wanted to I wanted to like stake my claim, and now I'm like you know YouTube Cars guy. I'm like that is fine by me. I will I will happily. I will happily find my in that way. And he's, I mean, he's going to be two. He's already like, he's acting up. He's running around. He's laughing. The yeah. kid, the kid is, he's, he's so great. Kennedy is the cutest. Oh, thank you. Yeah. He yeah. is so much fun. He's an absolute joy. And, um, he just has such a, you know, really, um, vibrant personality and it's it's really fun and and of course now yeah he is gonna be two and we're getting into that sort of more um testing phase which is has been interesting and very challenging as any parent knows but um but it's just amazing the things that kids pick up on and Mm -hmm. now at christmas time you know he's going over every day and saying mama christmas tree and he wants to look at all the ornaments and he points out all the different ornaments and he has one that he thinks looks like an apple so he always says that yeah you know just all that stuff is just so much fun it's it's so great it's been a fun season not not to mention the kid has like the best head of hair uh any 20 (laughs) month year old oh my gosh like everyone that season was like oh good for him good for you it's life's gonna be (laughs) life's gonna be really easy when that guy goes to school he's gonna the cutest guy with the longest curly hair like things gonna be easy for for kennedy growing up in terms of the hair department i think he'll be smooth sailing his hair is excellent i must say thank Mm -hmm. you for saying that um (laughs) it's the brainy hair he he lucked out he i mean he's he's one of us it's great uh so so uh before i jump into all the christmas stuff because i have a lot of i want to ask you a couple christmas things before you go One of them is Christmas traditions, and uh, I'm really excited that, you know, I don't know how this started. I, I want to give credit to Julie uh, because it's uh, through GE that's matching the donation and everything, but uh, it might be through the parents, uh, you know, I don't know who started it, but whoever did, our new tradition in the Brainy family is to pick a charity and everyone donates, and we donate to that charity at Christmas instead of exchanging gifts, which I think is 
such a cool thing. And we, everyone has something they like support. Um, I have, I have rally cap sports, which I'm a coach at in Middletown, uh, for disabled children that want, you know, a chance to play sports. I love it. I think it's so much fun. Uh, my dad, obviously like our whole family does a lot through lunch break. You have the tears foundation. And, uh, do you want to talk about that for a second? Yeah, I mean, the, the tradition, look, first about the tradition, I, I think it was just such a great idea, and in fact, um, it started actually a few years ago with our parents doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we um, in our family, would do gift exchanges each year, where we would do sort of like, you know, the white elephant, where you could steal, or, you know, everyone sort of got something that anyone would want, and then, you know, it was a fun little game, but we had done it for so many years, and we also did the gag gift, and so it got to be to the point where it was like, well, why don't we just pick a cause and Mm -hmm. the adults did it first actually the Christmas after we lost our first daughter Charlotte Mm -hmm. um for anyone who's listening and and doesn't know the backstory um my husband and I um in 2014 our um my first pregnancy um completely normal pregnancy everything was um fine baby was healthy throughout my whole pregnancy and um, unfortunately, when she was born, she wasn't breathing, and she had aspirated fluid in the womb, and doctors um, just couldn't revive her and save her, so she passed about two hours after her birth, and um, the Tears Foundation is actually based in my hometown of Wall, which um, I just think is sort of an amazing coincidence, but right. they, um, they support families all throughout New Jersey who have lost babies to either stillbirth or various uh, different pregnancy losses. So, um, you know, different birth defects and things like that. So it's pregnancy and infant loss. So people who've lost babies during pregnancy and then people who've lost babies um, who were born living and died of various reasons, you know, like my Charlotte mm-hmm. or SIDS or things like that. So it's a fantastic organization. They raise money for... Um, to, to help parents with burial costs and the, you know the cost of funeral arrangements, which are some, something that you just never prepare for when you're pregnant. You're preparing to bring a baby home. You're preparing to start a life with your child. You're not preparing for those kinds of expenses um, at yeah. that time. So it's it's a huge help to so many families around our state, and not to mention they also just do a ton of emotional support and outreach. And they, I remember, you know, after losing our daughter. Um, one of the directors at the time, you know, watched News 12 and you know, she had seen what had happened and she reached out to me, I, I think it was like the day after that day and just like knowing that there was someone there who understood and could help me navigate, you know, the initial like shock and grief and all of the things that, you know, came after and, and still come because it's, you know, grief is a lifetime experience and Losing a child is something that you don't really move on from. I mean, you learn right. how to live from. You, you learn how to live with it, and you um, learn how to incorporate your child and your family in different ways and things like that. But um, all of that, I you know, I, I don't think I would have been able to do and would have known how to do without organizations like Tears. So our parents supported it a few years back for their Christmas charity. It's always at the forefront of my mind whenever it comes to giving me um, do a walk in um, in, in Bradley, yeah, Bay, yeah, right in Bradley mm-hmm. Beach. So we raise a lot of money for that, and we um, like to donate 
to that organization and several other baby loss organizations throughout the year um, in her memory. So if you're thinking of an organization that you want to support at Christmas time and maybe you never heard of Tears, you know, it's it's something that a lot of people don't like to think about. And I think that that's why it's so important to talk about and get the awareness out there because um, just because it's something that you may not want to think about doesn't mean that it's something that doesn't happen it does happen and it probably happened to someone maybe not in your immediate circle but in your extended circle um you know it's it's one in four women is affected by pregnancy loss and one in 160 women is affected by stillbirth mm-hmm. um so it's actually one in 160 uh, babies are born stillborn okay um and you know something like 20,000 infants die each year in our country. So for various, you know, various different causes. So it's unfortunately far too common and um, breaking down the stigma surrounding it, you know, just helps the people going through it so much so that they feel more comfortable and can talk about their children. And um, it's just organizations like tears have really done so much um, to, to break that stigma. And that's why I try to talk about it when I can and when I'm given the platform. So thank you for asking about it. It's yeah. obviously very close to our hearts. Yeah. You know what? And, and I'm, I'm glad that you, you feel comfortable talking about it because not everyone would, would approach the subject because, you know, everyone right. wants to give everyone their space and that's, and that's great and everything. But you, you nailed it when you said that, it's such an important thing to talk about because, you know, the support aspect of tears is, is right. you know, it being great as it is. So that's really great. And I'm, I'm so excited to like, you know, get more into that. I, I like, you know, the walk in Bradley so great. And yeah. we have a lot of family come out from Ohio for it, which is so nice. Yes. And, uh, and yeah, and you know what, this season, you know, everyone, I think it's, it's like an adult thing to do to find an organization uh, and and donate and and just just learn about it, you know. So it's right. I'm glad that you feel comfortable talking about it, especially on the podcast. So of course, appreciate Thanks it. For giving me the platform. Yeah, no problem. So before you go, though, we do need to address some Christmas questions. Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah so I know that's a big part of this podcast. Well, you know what? I'm the twelve pods of Jake Miss, and you know what? Derek was like, "Are you comparing yourself to Christ?" And I said, no, absolutely not. I'm not doing that. But if if you want to say, you know, the beard, you know, the holiness, uh, you know, whatever you whatever you want to call it. Um, no, no, no. I'm I'm only kidding. So, uh, first off, what's what's your favorite Christmas song? What should I lead my next podcast with? Um, I see. I could go two ways on this. I could be really ba- hashtag basic, as they say. Oh, okay. And say Mariah Carey, "All I Want for Christmas Is You," because. Does that not put everyone in a good mood? I mean, if you put that on, I feel like it's like the official. It's a. Yeah. It's the official song of December. Like the it moment, is. the moment like Thanksgiving ends. That's the first that's song that that like the radio I plays, know. that the mall plays. Everywhere you go, it's like, are we ready to play Christmas music? Yup, and they're like, they go right to Mariah Carey. So, I so know. yes, it is very basic of you, Marissa. <laughs> but uh, but at the same time, I'm like. It's not a wrong answer. So is that right. is is that your answer? That okay. So that tied with, and this is also like if there was a Jersey Shore version of Basic. I mean, Jersey Shore is in like born and raised the Jersey Shore. Sure. Not the show. Yeah. Um, it would be 
Bruce's version of Santa Claus is coming to town. Uh, yeah, because agreed. Yeah, that's I as mean, good as the it gets. Whipping down the boardwalk, like the whole the whole thing is just you know beach kid. It's a Jersey uh, thing. It's a Jersey thing. Yeah. It's a Jersey so, thing. So I'm uh, glad, uh, you know what, you went basic for one and you went Jersey for the other. I mean, like if, if I don't want to paint a picture of Marissa Brainy, but uh, but that's a good start. <laughs> okay, so what's your favorite Christmas movie? Can I do a tie for this as well? You can do whatever you want, Marissa. This okay. is your podcast. You're the co-host this episode. Okay, so I'm going to go with my brother's pick as well. Home Alone is sort of like our family's, like, I don't know, we just always watched it Christmas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just a classic. I love it so much. That tied with Love Actually, which is also just such a great movie. Love Actually is really good. It's so good. It's such a great Christmas movie, but just movie in general. And Home Alone, just, I, I will just always love it. And it will always be sort of you know, a symbol of like my childhood at, at Christmas because we always watched it growing up and it's, you know, our era. Good choices. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I love, uh, home, home alone two is usually where I, where I lean if we're talking home alone. Uh, but I mean, the original is great and love actually great choice. I'm surprised it took someone like, you know, it took seven pods for someone oh, to say love actually. Oh, yeah, good. it hadn't been said, and it's, I mean, it's as good as, like, Christmas movies get, because you follow, like, six different storylines. Hugh Grant's Hugh Grant. I mean, it's like... Hugh it, Grant, I mean, you can't go wrong with Hugh Grant, and that, I mean, the scene where he is dancing... Yeah. It's just the best. It's great. It's a great movie. Um, and I, I like for like actually for like a really long time, I had like a big crush on his assistant in the movie. So right. I'm I'm always I like love actually. Good choice. Um, okay. we yeah. already talked about the Christmas tradition. Is there yes. uh is there something else around Christmas time that like it really just like gets you in the spirit of Christmas? Like whether it's like well, seeing the tree yeah. or what is it? Yeah, we have. Well, we have. So, you know, it's funny how when you get married, obviously you start to build your own traditions Mm -hmm. as a family, which is really something cool and special. And um, my husband actually proposed to me while we were decorating our tree. So um, Tony put um, the ring in an ornament that that he got that opened. So it's this beautiful, like, Fabergé egg ornament Mm -hmm. that opened up, and he had hidden it, like, in the box of ornaments, so it would be, like, the last one. And he would, you know, he said, oh, there's, you know, there's one more ornament, and he opened, you know, took out the ornament, and I had never seen the ornament before, so I was like, what's this, you know? And then he opened it and proposed. So it was very, very sweet. So decorating our tree is, like, super special to me. And, and us, and is always, like, one of my favorite things to do around Christmas. And every year, he actually puts, we still have the ornament, obviously, and he puts a little present in that ornament every year for me, which I think is just really sweet and just a really nice tradition that he started, and I have to give all the credit to him for that. Man, that Tony. And romantic. Oh, yeah, that Tony knows how to hit the romantic uh, spark. <laughs> gotta give it to him that's a good one that's a really good one that's a you know it's a very personal touch i like hearing things that you know because derek and i were talking about the drive to ohio and uh, a lot of people are like 
really? Driving to Ohio? I'm like, I'm not suggesting you jump in the car for seven hours on Christmas morning. I'm just saying it means something different to us because of how we, you know, grew yes. up with that. So, so I appreciate hearing very specific, uh, like references like that. Uh, before the last question, uh, there's a poll going around and it's pretty one-sided right now. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I'm going to have to go with yes, because I think my husband would be mad if I said no. I, to be perfectly honest, I think I've only seen fragments of Die Hard. I don't think I've actually okay. sat down and watched the entire, like, it's always on, you mm -hmm. know? It's yeah. One of those movies that, and, and some of his, like, favorite movies are that way, like... Shawshank is another one that's always on, and no one's ever watched it in one sitting. I, I have. Now, oh, okay, all right. Stand corrected. One of my favorite movies. I love that movie. Love Shawshank. And I haven't, I haven't sat down and watched it over and over and over again, but I just thought it was a fantastic movie. And that I've seen from start to finish. Die Hard, I have never like sat down and watched from start to finish voluntarily. So it's just like sort of always on. But he's, you know, he's watched it a million times. And so, yes, I would say it is a Christmas movie because I think he believes it is. And I'm going to have to go with him because I can't really speak to it fully because I don't have all the knowledge. But I see Christmas things going on in it. So... That would lead me to say yes. Okay, all right. I'm glad you went. I mean, look, it's pretty one-sided right now. It is now 6-1 in terms of four Christmas right movies. Answer. So so good answer. Uh, this is... I am going to bring the results of this to Uncle Kevin at Christmas because he's the one telling me it's not a Christmas movie. So I am excited to bring up the results of this, uh, this poll. So uh, last thing before I let you go. Uh, I mean, you, you've been there since the beginning of this podcast. You know that it started with just an idea at Thanksgiving of 2016. Now it's grown exponentially. I mean, we're, we're hitting celebrities. This is, this is big time now. And one of my listeners is Santa Claus himself. So knowing that Kris Kringle listens to the pod, is there anything you want for Christmas that you might want to, like, you know, just say right now? sparkly at Christmas time, so I'll just say that, and then my boring answer is that I would really love a new pair of sneakers. <laughs> that's not boring, that's a good answer, I like that, everyone, okay. like, you know what, there's so many, like, pairs of sneakers out there that, like, you gotta have a good one now, so, uh, I I'm, have, like, a workout pair, I want a pair that I can wear with hashtag my mom uniform, because, I mean, when I'm, like, running around doing errands and stuff, sometimes, like, my workout sneakers, I don't want to, like, muck them up and be wearing them, and the, you know what I mean? So, that's what I'm looking for, sort of a on-the-go pair of sneakers. That's, you know what, that's fine. Everyone needs, everyone needs yeah. kind of, like, that, like, you know, because I have, Right now, I have, like, dual-purpose sneakers, and that's probably right. not the best for, like, basketball when I'm, like, I, I also... tread all down and everything, yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, I, listen, Marissa, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, you, th this Jay. This was way overdue. I think this was a great... This will be a great listen for everybody. Uh, I can't wait to share it, because uh, this is going to go... This is going to go really well, and I'm looking forward to doing many more of these, and you're going to come on for plenty of them. Absolutely. I would be happy to. I'm I'm excited to be back already. Awesome. Thank you so much, Marissa. All right. Jake. All right. Merry uh, Jakemas. Merry Jakemas. <laughs> All right. Happy holidays to you, the boys. All right. See ya. All right. Bye. Bye.